continue in what you have learned and become convinced of. All Scripture is God-breathed. 2 Timothy 3, 14 and 16 Welcome to Canaanbaum Podcast, a podcast designed to offer the Christian rest during life's journey. Featuring devotional segments by pastors serving the Wisconsin Evangelical Lutheran Synod, and music by various Christian artists who support our teaching. I'm Tom Barthel, serving at Christ Lutheran, a Wells congregation in Baxter, Minnesota. This is episode number 84. We begin with God's Word for You, shared by Pastor Timothy Smith. God's Word for You, Job 28, verses 12 to 19. We're continuing a chapter, uh, really a poem about wisdom, where wisdom is found. In the first part, or strophe, Job noticed that the way that mankind mines for precious things in the earth, finding precious metals like silver and gold that no animal ever finds, and, and then breaks into the second part here, the antistrophe, where Job tells us that the true riches can't be bought and can't fully be understood by mankind either. But where can wisdom be found? Where does understanding dwell? No mortal comprehends its worth. It cannot be found in the land of the living. The deep says it is not mine. The sea says it is not with me. For all of mankind's achievements without God's help, we can't find wisdom anywhere. We can probe the universe for its mysteries. The deep says, the sea says, but we can't find that, find it there. Without God, we wouldn't really know where wisdom comes from at all, or where it can be found, or even what wisdom truly is. But true godly wisdom, knowledge of our saving God and what he has done for us, is found in God alone. God is wisdom. God is the source of wisdom, and God displays his wisdom in the things he says and in the things he does. Job, Job says, It cannot be bought with the finest gold, nor can its price be weighed out with silver. It cannot be bought with the gold of Ophir, with precious onyx or lapis lazuli. Neither gold nor crystal can compare with it, nor can it be had for jewels of gold. Coral and jasper are not worthy of mention. The price of wisdom is beyond rubies. The topaz of Cush cannot compare with it. It cannot be bought with pure gold. Once again, Job uses gold to frame a list of other precious things. All the precious stones and valuable things in the world can't buy what God gives for free. Gold, silver, the specially renowned gold of Ophir. We talk about that already in Genesis 2. Onyx, which is a form of of, of a stone called chalcedony with flat bands. Lapis lazuli, we mentioned earlier. Gold, mentioned four times in five verses crystal, jewels of gold, probably meaning jewels in gold settings, coral, which is, was used in necklaces and in trade in Ezekiel 27, jasper, which is another dark form of chalcedony, rubies, topaz, pure gold. There are four different kinds of gold right here. Gold, gold of Ophir, gold settings and pure gold, and many precious stones. But none of them can buy wisdom. If the price of wisdom is beyond all of these things, what exactly is the price of wisdom? God is telling us through Job that wisdom is both priceless and free. True wisdom and understanding about God is to be found in the hearts of of children who trust their Savior without any doubts. 
Jesus said, I tell you the truth, unless you change and become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Jesus also said in Matthew 18, let the little, uh, Matthew 19 rather, let the little children come to me and do not hinder them, for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. The faith of children is unclouded. It's, it's, it's confident. And God invites all of us to trust in him with that same kind of unclouded, confident trust. This godly wisdom is, is bought with faith alone, if you can call it that. A, a selfless denial of human wisdom and reason, a loving, joyful trust in what God gives so freely. Through faith in Christ, God gives us a living hope, as Peter said, an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade, kept in heaven for you, who through faith are shielded by God's power under the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. This faith is of greater worth than gold. Peter, this is all in 1 Peter chapter 1. Gold which perishes even though refined by fire. And this faith means the salvation of your souls. That is the goal of your faith. And through Jesus, you have it now and forever. In Christ, I'm Pastor Tim Smith. This is God's word for you. This is from a new album by Stephen Bautista, which came out this summer. Titled, He Provides. The song is called, You Bless Me. You notice most of my prayers Are flush with material cares I keep asking for all of these things Like you're some sort of vending machine Instead of focusing on a half-empty glass I should give you thanks for what I already have You bless me in so many ways I could go on counting till the end of my days The list just continues to grow You fill my cup until it overflows It's not hard to see Till the end of my days The list just 
Holy Scripture, all God-breathed. Continue in what you have learned and have become convinced of. All Scripture is God-breathed. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 14 and 16. Timothy heard all the things which Paul had to suffer. Paul was persecuted and faced suffering because he shared Scripture and pointed to Jesus. But throughout all this difficulty, Paul continued to share all of Scripture. Despite the hardships, he did not change anything or hold back. Why did Paul do this? Because Paul knew that all Scripture is given by God. When the books of the Bible were written, the Holy Spirit had people write the very words of God. That is why every part of Scripture has powerful and was powerful enough to convince Timothy of what he had learned. And that is why Paul did not hesitate to share any part of Scripture, even if it would bring him trouble. You too have learned and become convinced of the truth of Scripture. All Scripture finds its center on Jesus Christ. When you find any part of Scripture too difficult to share, remember that it is God-breathed. It is the powerful message that God has given, and by His Word and His Gospel, He will change hearts. Thank you, God, for giving me all of Scripture and convincing me of its truth. By Your Holy Spirit, lead me to continue in all the teachings of Scripture. Lead me to learn of how all of it points to Your love in Jesus, my Savior. Help me to share it as Your saving, divinely inspired Word. Amen. Once again, God's Word for You, shared by Pastor Timothy Smith. God's Word for You, Job 28, verses 20 through 28. In the first part of this chapter, Job noticed the way that mankind mines for precious things in the earth, finding precious metals like silver and gold that no animal ever finds. In the second part, Job told us that true riches can't be bought and can't fully be understood by mankind either, And now, in the third part of the poem, he asks a new question. If people can't buy or discover true godly wisdom on their own, then how do we get it? Where, then, does wisdom come from? Where does understanding dwell? It is hidden from the eyes of every living thing, concealed even from the birds in the sky. Destruction and death say only a rumor of it has reached our ears. God understands the way to it, and he alone knows where it dwells, for he views the ends of the earth and sees everything under the heavens. The most powerful forces Job can think of are death and destruction. His culture mustn't have worried too much about taxes. But even death, for all of its power, doesn't know much about wisdom. But God knows. God even knows where wisdom dwells, he says, which tells us that God is wisdom's master. God knows everything. And since we can't even say that God, since we can even say that God is love, we can also say that God is wisdom, since apart from Him, there is no wisdom at all. God gives wisdom. He says that in Ecclesiastes 2. God is wiser than man's wisdom. That's 1 Corinthians 1. And in 1st, later in 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 1st Corinthians 1, we find out that Jesus Christ has become for us wisdom from God. That is our righteousness, our holiness, and our redemption. That speaks volumes about wisdom, what wisdom truly is. Job continues. 
When he has established the force of the wind and measured out the waters, when he has made a decree for the rain and a path for the thunderstorm, then he looked at wisdom and appraised it, he confirmed it and tested it. The force of the wind here is its shekel, literally, a way of measuring that later became the value of a coin. In in Daniel, that's the tekel in the famous phrase, mene, mene, tekel, a parson, Daniel 5.25. At the end of verse 27, Job says that God tested wisdom. He's going all the way back to one of the first things his friend said to him. Eliphaz uh, concluded his, I think it was his very first argument with the phrase about human wisdom. We have examined this and it is true, so hear it and apply it to yourself. The word examined there is the same word translated tested here. In Hebrew, it's hakar. Job's friends have fired every shot they have from their own wisdom and and from the wisdom of the world. And still they haven't scored a single hit on Job's troubles. Human wisdom, which has some merit, is useless without true knowledge of God, without faith in God. Job's friends do seem to have some kind of faith, but they can't understand why Job is suffering because they can't imagine God permitting Job to be tested. So Job turns their words back on them. You have tested and examined this? Only God knows. Only God tests and examines true wisdom. Instead of me listening to you, let's all try and listen to God for a change. The last verse of the chapter And he, that is God, said to the human race, The fear of the Lord, that is wisdom, and to shun evil is understanding. This verse ends the whole first half of the book of Job. The goal has been to offer comfort to this suffering man, but it has turned into an argument about the nature of wisdom itself. Job ends the argument by telling us all what wisdom really is. True wisdom is putting our trust in God, who redeemed us with the blood of his son, Jesus, our Redeemer. This is the fear of the Lord, to fear, love, and trust in God above all things. Did you notice the, 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 the storm continuing to approach? God was, ta- or Job rather, was talking about, uh, oh, things like the thunderstorm and, uh, and, uh, the other things, the path of the thunderstorm, the decree for the rain. So we have that, that, that watery storm ever approaching, really since the beginning of time. There is a, a translation question. Throughout Job, God's name, the Lord, occurs in the prologue, and from the moment God speaks from the end, from the, from, from the storm in chapter 38 to the end of the book. And in one other place in Job 12, otherwise God is always used. However, except for one or two manuscripts, the, the Lord occurs here in verse 28 in every Hebrew manuscript of Job that is known, except a few times where the fuller title, the Sovereign Lord, uh, um, occurs instead. And since the primary manuscript of our Hebrew Bibles are, are based on uh, the Leningrad Codex, uh, and, and is one of the two that has uh, Lord, most printed editions have Lord, that is in small letters, the, the, the kind of Lord we would say is the Master, instead of the fuller uh, capitalized L-O-R-D that is God's name. And in Greek and other translations, there are not much help here. The Septuagint says godly wisdom, um, theosebia. But this is a place where at least a footnote would be in order in our English translations that God's name, the Lord, would be appropriate here 
in, uh, in Job 28 as well. The fear of the Lord, that is wisdom, and to shun evil is understanding. In Christ, I'm Pastor Tim Smith. This is God's Word for you. We'll close our episode today with a song by the Camp Philip Choir, Lord, I Lift Your Name on High. You have been listening to Canaanbaum Podcast, episode number 84. We'd like to thank Stephen Bautista for allowing us to feature his music. The song you heard was from a new album that was released this summer. And also, music by the Camp Phillip Choir. 
For information on these artists, visit com. Once again, I'm Tom Barthel, glad to be serving as your host for this episode. We encourage you to visit a Wells ministry location nearest you. Visit wells.net. Thanks for joining us. This episode was first shared in October of 2014.